This episode is brought to you by Dadgrass. We'll call this a little pre-episode smoke break. I came across Dadgrass a couple months back and figured I'd give it a shot. I thought because of the lockdown, it would be nice to sit in my backyard, listen to some music, maybe drink a beer and light up a joint every now and then. The Dadgrass pre-rolls do exactly what I want. Music sounds a little better, I smile a little wider, and most importantly, I keep a clear head. I got my buddy Sean hip to these recently too. Now we FaceTime a few times a week, sit outside, and enjoy a mellow, casual smoke together. Dadgrass makes 100% organic hemp CBD joints that serve up a clean buzz so you can get just high enough. They're totally legal, there's no extra taxes, and they can be shipped nationwide. If you're looking for your own smoke break, head to dadgrass.com, throw a few joints in your cart, and enter discount code FOODONTOUR at checkout for 20% off. Oh, and while there's no legal age for the consumption of CBD or hemp right now, if you're under 21, this isn't the product for you. But now you got something to look forward to. Maybe tell your dad about it. Head to dadgrass.com for more info. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 16. If you've been enjoying the podcast, go leave a rating and review wherever you listen. It'll only take you a few seconds, and it helps me out a lot. This week, I'm talking with Aaron Steele. Aaron is a Nashville-based drummer. He's played for Haley Williams, Jose James, Vanessa Carlton, Portugal the Man, um, tons of other people. Aaron is a really good friend of mine and one of my favorite drummers, so this was a lot of fun for me. When I asked Aaron what city he wanted to talk about, he asked me if we could just wing it and not really plan anything. So that's what we did. Our conversation was still obviously very heavy on food, but we also got into just touring in general and talking about touring with food allergies, Aaron's favorite Seattle dog, and the importance of great bartenders. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the conversation with my friend Aaron Steele. This is really weird to say to you because you're my friend, <laughs> but my name is Aaron Steele. I go by Aaron Gilbert Steele because uh, he's a race car driver with my name. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a, he's a British race car driver. Even better. I know. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Anyway, but um, well, uh, I'm from New York City originally, and I play with I've played with all sorts of people right now. I'm not really playing with anyone. But the last person I was uh, slated to go on the road with was Vanessa Carlton and uh, she's an old friend and the music, uh, the newest record is sick. Before that, I was with, um, I recorded, I, I do a lot of recording. I do a lot of studio stuff. So I, I feel like people would know me more from doing that stuff. The last record that was talked about that I worked on was the Haley Williams record. I work a lot with this guy named Sam Dew and, um, I was in Portugal, the man for a little bit, uh, Chrome Sparks, electronic dude. Alice Smith. <laughs> I don't know. There's just like, there's so much, you know? <laughs> well, so that's like part of what I think is sort of, I was thinking about this last night and you've toured with so many people and we've obviously known each other for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever really talked about like food on the road. No, no. Which kind of blows my mind. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing, the funny thing is, is that, like, for as much as I love food, I usually leave that to whoever I'm on the road with. Because most pe times I'm on the road with people, they have dietary restrictions. 
Right. And, and you have none. And I had none, but now I do because um, I am allergic to bread, corn. Oh, no. Uh, bread, corn, uh, carrots. What? Yeah. And this is this is all recent stuff. This is within the last um, within the last year. And, wow. and it, does it cause like stomach issues or is it skin stuff? It's or? skin stuff. Yeah. Oh, like I, 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 I get into like I get like crazy, crazy, crazy eczema. It's like super nuts. And for for a while, doctors were like really confused on like what was happening. And they were just like, yeah, you know, you like change your diet. And like, you know, like like it's it's to the point now where like everybody this is a plug for uh for a uh, what you call it, um, pharmaceutical company, but uh, what you call it? <laughs> what? Uh, I I now have to take like shots to mm. every every two weeks in order to keep my my eczema down. I did not know this about. Yeah, you. no, this is this is very recent. This is like within the last few months, and and it's it's super nuts. Food it was like one of the things that we were figuring out was like the stressing factor, and we can't yeah. really figure out exactly what it is. Like, but it's it's within those things that, like, it, depending on how much I eat of it, or or if I eat, um, or, or like, or if I eat like a, a very processed version of it, mm-hmm. my skin will like just flip out crazy or like you know like like i can't drink normal beers anymore because i'm allergic to hops what because so what, it, do you have to, what do you have to drink oh whiskey man but <laughs> you can't drink any beers there's no beers uh well i mean i can drink like tecate because that's 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 uh, agave based <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i drank a bunch of tecates last night it was great so yeah. have you had a tour with with this yet? Oh yeah, I did. I did a whole year. I found out all this a day before a European tour with Jose oh, James. Oh no! Yeah, Jesus. it was nuts, and it was like it, it was like oh yeah, like uh, like oh yeah, I'm really excited to go on the road. Uh, all the dietary restrictions that I gave you are totally wrong, and now I have a very limited scope I can eat. And we're going to um, wh- what was the first country I went to? It was uh, uh, Slovenia. That was like the very first place I went to. What a place to start a tour. <laughs> and then when you're just like, hey, yeah, I can't eat all this stuff. And they were just like, they just gave me a plate of meat. Like a plate of like salami. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> but, you know, but it's also like, you know, like I kept getting cold cuts everywhere. And I was just like, yeah, dude, it's like, <laughs> like, I act, I want to eat some real food. Like, you know, and, and you know, the, the tour was pretty cush. It wasn't like, you know, uh, but like in Europe, they were just like, you're allergic to stuff. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, I feel like that's part of uh, eating in Europe is like whenever I'm over there, my body never feels better. Yeah. Than I mean, eating food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bread, I, I like for some reason, whenever I did eat bread there, I never got yeah. like fucked up. But if I eat bread here, like I'm fucked up like for days. That sucks. It's crazy. Actually, you know, it's really weird. Like on my flight back, <laughs> this is so dumb. It's like now it's become like a talk about Europe. Like, like on my flight back, like as soon as I got in the plane, I was flying from like uh, uh, Bari, Italy, which is like, you know, I, I had to take like four flights from Italy. I mean, from Bari to Rome, from Rome to New York City and then New York City to Nashville. Jeez. And then uh, also they uh, the 
um, you know, flight attendants or the the people who took my bags, they left my bags in Italy. So, so like, finish the tour, and all my symbols are, like, just gone. And they don't show up for, like, a week. Oh. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway. That but sucks. But, uh, anyway, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, okay. but. So, with, with, with that in mind, like, the food allergy stuff, what is your relationship with food on tour? Like, are you looking... Are you actively seeking stuff out? I know you said you're not the one to typically do it, but is it something that you I, prioritize? I enjoy it a lot. I mean, like one one of, one of the things. Uh, also, you have to understand a lot of tours that I go on. There's catering, right? Uh, which more often than not is pretty great. But if I if I am in uh, one of the things that I do seek out. If um, traveling through America, as I try to find, specifically in the United States, but I try to find the dopest Latin food spot mm-hmm. in any in any city, and like, like I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm Panamanian. I do know that. About okay, you. yeah. So I'm Panamanian. Like Goya runs in my blood. Like <laughs> you know, hell yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a big part of my life. And uh, like even like even when me and my girlfriend first got together, Jenny, her name's Jenny. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. <laughs> uh, uh, when we got together and we started cooking together, I was like, or like I started cooking some stuff. I was like, yeah, I just use a shit ton of goya and everything. <laughs> it's not food unless there's goya in it. <laughs> Is there a specific uh, example you can think of of like some of the best Latin food you found on the road? Yeah, uh, there was a spot in Detroit. Um, don't remember the name of the spot, but it, um, it was uh, it was a Dominican food restaurant, and it was incredible i got like uh i don't know if you've ever had mofongo ever no mofongo so mofongo is smashed plantains mixed in with like uh garlic and uh a bunch of spices and then they just toss a bunch of meat on top of it or in a spot in a few spots they, they do vegetarian version of it and they put like jackfruit on it Jackfruit, I, I like, I surprisingly like jackfruit. I'm not no. usually one for like meat alternatives. Oh yeah, but jackfruit's not. I don't think. I don't. I don't jackfruit's really think. different. Yeah, that's on some other shit, man. It yeah, it really is. Yeah, but that being said, man, oh, like we had been just traveling a lot at that point, and then both me, uh, well, three of us in that band in Jose's band were, uh, we're all Panamanian. Oh, crazy! Um, and what it, it's and we were just like kind of just like jonesing for some good food because we had been kind of in flights for a while yeah. and there was just like nothing. And I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna find some Dominican food because <laughs> like you know that we all want that, and let's let's just go and get it." Right? We did that, and then there's a place, and, and that was incredible. And then there's a spot in Connecticut. That was a Colombian restaurant, and you know how like you know how like Colombian like meats are are just like yeah 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 off the chain. Oh my god, I had like the craziest steak of my life, and like there was like five people in this restaurant. It was insane. that's awesome. I love that. Also, same I thing think- happened in Madrid. Honestly, like same thing. You know, we got uh, Spanish food. We went to a, like a, a seafood restaurant, and I'm historically not a seafood guy, but they had like a steak on the menu. And it was f- amazing. 
Yeah. I'm also historically not a seafood guy. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's just another thing in Europe. It's just done better. Yeah, yeah. Well, is, is there any reason why you're not a seafood guy? I was actually talking about this the other day with someone. Actually, with Josh Ocean. Oh, it's <laughs> I was talking about this. Um, uh, I, I used to be in that band, guys. I, <laughs> I used to be in that guys' Ghost band. Beach, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's mostly a texture thing to me mm. and sometimes a smell thing. Mm-hmm. But like Dale and I went to Hawaii uh, two years ago and we stayed in Maui. Mm-hmm. And we went to this place called Mama's Fish House, which is like everyone knows this place yeah. in Hawaii is like supposed to just be fucking crazy. Yeah. So I was like, OK, cool. It's like a completely seafood forward restaurant. Like I'll find something, whatever. We're in Hawaii. Yeah. We go in there. Not like a single scent of fish. And we asked the server, I was just like, well, it smells nothing like fish in here. And the guy was just like, yeah, if you smell fish, it's because it's bad. Oh. And he was, he was just like, it's probably rotting. That guy's my hero. <laughs> yeah. And so I got, Dale and I like split a couple dishes and I ordered fish stuffed with lobster. Okay. Just like, <laughs> You're no. just like, let's it, it go for like it. <laughs> the most out of character move for me. And yeah. it was incredible. Also, the best Mai Tais I've ever had. So oh, Mama's great. Fish House. If if you're ever in Maui, Mama's Fish House. Yeah, I I, I did. Um, actually, I'm gonna ask Tay. Hey Tay. <laughs> Tay, what what's what's the name of that spot we went to with Eric and Nat in Philly? Philly titties. Oh, I don't know. The 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 fish. The the Szechuan Szechuan uh, King. Maybe. Ah, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but, like, that was the, maybe, like, okay, so this was, like, uh, when was this? It was over Thanksgiving. Szechuan King is a place in Philly. Yeah, it was that. It was that spot. So, me and Jenny drove to New York from, from I live in Nashville, but what you got, me me and Jenny drove to New York, and on the way back from, for, for Thanksgiving, and then on the way back from New York, we went to Philly, to because um, Natalie Prass and Eric Slick, they were, mm-hmm. and we're really good friends with them, and and they were in Philly because Eric's family lives in Philly, and uh, he was like, "Yo, just meet us at Szechuan King, and then we're just gonna eat at Szechuan King, and then go, and then we're gonna dr- continue driving to Nashville, and then like you know, and they were gonna stay there for a couple more days, and it was just a nice friend meetup, but yeah." That was the first time that I had fish in a long, 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 long time. One of the reasons why I'm historically not a seafood person is because I, when I was younger, um, I was like deathly allergic to shellfish. And that changed now? You're not allergic anymore? I'm not allergic anymore. And, but but I, I'm still very, very afraid of it. So, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> um, but like like previously it would have killed me. And I I got like an allergy the allergy test before the Jose James tour and they were like, "Yeah, you're not allergic anymore. You're cool." And I was like, "That what what?" <laughs> you know? Like I've spent most of my life being shunned by my, my fa- because my family is Panamanian. Most of the cuisine is seafood related. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they would, like, make all these exorbitant meals, and they would just, like, give me some Easy Mac, you know? <laughs> you know? 
they're like, they're like, you're you're not allergic. I'm like, mom, you're a nurse. You understand what this means. She's like, it doesn't mean anything in Spanish culture. You know, like, that's crazy. And I was like, what are you singing? Like that sort of shit. You know, um, but you know, whatever. It's fine. I'm not traumatized. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I have a friend who is like deathly allergic to chicken or any any poultry. Oh yeah, like to the point where. If it can't if touch like it. chicken, if chicken touches something that he's eating, he can feel his throat start swelling. Oh God. But he's also like, he's lived with this most of his life. So yeah. he like has learned his body really well. So he knows how much chicken he can eat before he's gone too far. Oh God. So, yeah. So we took him to night and market in, oh, in yeah, LA yeah, yeah. a few months ago. We had this dish and he was, I don't think he knew there was chicken in it. And so he was like, Hey, is is there chicken in this? Is like my chi- throat, my throat feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was, he was like, it's so good. I don't like, I don't want to stop eating it. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, I know when to stop. He was I'm like hitting the going. border. I've never been, I've never been more stressed out watching someone eat food. That's good, man. <laughs> I mean, he had an EpiPen with him, hopefully. No. Okay. Definitely. He's, he's <laughs> like, on the edge. he's like me. I always live on the edge. Like with, with all my allergies, I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, I, I feel like getting drunk tonight and there's only beer. <laughs> but I'm not but I actually I, I kind of like I I actually for a while there I completely cut it out I cut out beer completely for a while and it's I, not a bad thing to do just in general yeah no it's like you know it makes me a chunky boy it makes me a chunky boy too yeah <laughs> but I mean whiskey doesn't really do that to me so um, but you know, if you, if you're drinking at the same pace as you're drinking beer, like no good, it's no bueno, but, and I, I don't know why I said, I spoke my own language, like, like such a gringo, <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> Are there specific bands that you've toured with that maybe prioritize finding good food more than others? Or that oh, you yeah. have like really great experiences with 1000%. Um, uh, the first person who I went on the road with who actually cared about food was this, uh, I, I used to play with this Mexican pop singer. Her name is Jimena Sariñana. She, she's like the host of like the voice South America or voice oh, Mexico. Oh, no way. Yeah. But I, I was, uh, I was in her band for a few years and even, even went down to Mexico for a while. Um, just like playing, uh, like to play with her for like a year, <laughs> basically, you know, that's awesome. Um, and it was sick, but she, like the first time we went on tour was in the States and she was like constantly yelping to find the best thing in every city always. And that was the first Love time that. that I had experienced that. That was like, that was like in 2011, maybe, maybe 2011, 2000, 2010, 2011. Okay. And, uh, like, I remember we were in, I think we were in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and she found the most bomb ass Indian restaurant <laughs> in New Hampshire. <laughs> it was like some of the best Indian food I ever had in my life, and it was in New Hampshire, and I could not figure out like how that even made sense, right? You know. <laughs> And it was like it wasn't like in a in a um a major city or anything. It mm. was just it was like off it was like it off the off a freeway in like a weird like a weird road somewhere. And it was like Were you guys playing there or was it like a day off? 
it w- we were driving to another city somewhere okay. and uh it was it was it was like a day off while we were like driving all, all night sort yeah. like all day to go get to the next venue I feel like those stops for me are some of my favorites. Like when you're in a van tour, when you're driving and you're able to like take the time and find something oh, yeah. and, and like get, get out of the van for a while and just hang and like, yeah. And find something in, in a totally random place, like in, in the middle of New Hampshire somewhere. Yeah. Also, um, the Portugal guys are fancy boys. Mm. Uh, so they're real fancy boys. And we, they, as a band, have a friend named Danny Smile, who's like an incredible, incredible chef. And he owns a restaurant in Montreal called Le Brem. And I've had the best meal of my life ever at this place. And I can't tell you what I ate because it, it, it was just like they just brought out stuff continually. Yeah. And oh, it, God, it, that's the best. It's primarily a seafood spot, too. But the 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 food was incredible like like he um he's pretty well known for being like the guy who like makes the food for like a, a bunch of festivals you know oh, okay yeah yeah but he he has Le Brem is I, I think like the number two restaurant in Montreal or something wow that's and awesome. it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> There's so much good food in Montreal. Oh my god, Montreal is like. I mean, what, what, what a patati patata. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, There's a. Have you ever gone to that market in Montreal? That that like massive indoor outdoor market. Um, actually, no. I think it's it's called Marché Jean Talon. And oh it's yeah, like yeah, dur- yeah, yeah, yeah. During the summer, they have an outdoor portion of it where it's just like the most beautiful produce you've ever seen. So I'll like go in there, grab, like grab some fruit, walk around. They have Turkish delights right when you walk in this big (laughs) Turkish delight stand. Um, and they do like just, there's so many great vendors in there. Every time I'm in Montreal, um, I'm always there in the winter. (laughs) So it's brutal in the winter. I mean, it's pretty brutal, but what you got? Like, uh, I mean, like, I'm good with it, but actually the only time I was not there in the winter was actually when I was there with Portugal last, and it was, and, and, but it was still pretty cold. Actually, everything about me getting to Montreal was, I mean, because you know me, I'm a little bit of a train wreck sometimes, so (laughs) I woke up after, like, you know, like, uh, on, on that tour, we were, we were touring with KG Elephant, and, um, you know, it was a party, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I woke up on the bus. There was no one on the bus. It was dark. Oh, no. And I was like, where am I? I get out of the bus, and I'm in... Basically, uh, what I figure out is that I'm underneath the arena there. So, okay. but nobody had left any notes or anything like that because they were just <laughs> messing with me. <laughs> And I had I had to figure out how to get out of the arena that there was no security guards anywhere, you know. And then what you got? Then I'm in the middle of Montreal, <laughs> and everybody's at a hotel, and I'm like, "Where? What is going on?" <laughs> and I had to call some people, <laughs> and I called the tour manager, and he was like, "Well, I tried to wake you up, man." <laughs> anyway, but what? Um, Speaking of you being a train wreck. Oh man, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I remember when. Okay, so. For anyone listening, Aaron and I played for the same artist at one point. Yeah, yeah. For Do, Do Paro. Yeah. And Aaron had been playing for her. And then 
I, you, you went out with someone else and then I hopped in. Yeah. And I remember the first tour I did with her, Kyle, the other musician in the band, and and Sonia were telling me about how you showed up at an airport for a flight <laughs> yeah. with basically your clothes in like a hat box yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you ended yeah. up just having to throw all of your clothes away because they wouldn't check the yeah, hat they, box. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. That that's not what happened. It was the it was the opposite. They wouldn't let me take my kit, my suitcase. Okay, that's what it was. It was so I, they, I was like, "What do you want me to do? Like, I have to take my clothes and I have to take my like, <laughs> I have to take my electronics with me to this gig. I'm gonna be gone for a month." And then they're like, "Well, there's this hat box you could take on the plane with you." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "Okay, if that's what I need to do to get on this plane, I'm gonna do that." Because there's, like, no way, you know, like, I was just like, are you, like, this is the only choice they gave me. Even though, like, I made it, like, within the amount of time to be able to get my stuff on. But they were, right. they were just being, like, really difficult. It, it was, like, it was, like, a situation that, you know, every musician's been through. That you're just like, I don't understand why you're trying to be difficult right now. But you're literally making me throw away, like, a hundred, <laughs> like, a hundred, like, two hundred dollar worth of a case. And then you want me to, like... Maybe throw away my SPDSX. <laughs> you know, like that, that's what was in the hat box. Like I threw away my clothes. Yeah. Amazing. I threw away most of my clothes, except for like enough uh, uh, to put in a backpack. <laughs> and I was going to be gone for like a month and some change. And I was just like, fuck, you know, I was, Jesus. and then I think Sonia from that time, she kept calling me a monk. <laughs> she was like you're just like you just took it with ease i was like i was screaming in my brain the whole time but i was like yeah i mean like you know i'm gonna try and make this shit work and uh, you know me and her are really good friends now so we like we were friends then but but we we've yeah, got she's awesome yeah we, yeah we've gotten really close since then like closer since then I, i've been able to speak about this but it was like one of those things where where i was trying to make her feel as comfortable as possible so right. I was trying to be like, hey, it's no thing. You know, I just lost We've a bunch. We've all done that. I've, I just lost a bunch of my worldly possessions. I'm just, you know, I'm chilling. But, uh, but you, you know, also, I don't really care about stuff that much. So, right. you know, um, so it, 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 at, the, at the end of the day, I was kind of fine with it as long as I was alive. And I had the stuff that I needed to, what you got, work on on her stuff but yeah you know. but yeah i am um, i am a train wreck sometimes everybody <laughs> often actually what are your favorite cities to eat in anywhere worldwide like uh seattle um seattle panama because i'm panamanian oh portland for sure oh yeah oh my what god are your go-to, what are your go-to's in portland probably one of yours too nongs Oh my god! Yeah, Nongs is incredible. I mean, like Nongs is great. What else? Uh, blah, 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 blah. What's? <sighs> I basically just eat at Nongs all the time. <laughs> Me too, man. I, it's like it's kind of a problem now. Yeah, I mean, I just never do anything else. Well, there. there's that ramen spot that's right next door that I don't know the name of, but it's incredible. I've never gone there. It always, I mean, it's always packed. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. I mean, also a uh, Doug Fur is kind of a. Uh, you know, just because, uh, you know, their chicken fingers are good. Breakfast is good. I love chicken fingers. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I ha- actually, um, a good spot is Ron Tom's. Have I've you never been? been there. It's a bar. No. It's a bar. But the but the food is incredible. I, and it's just like bar food, but it's just fucking yeah. good. 
Um, we went to this place last time I was there. We went to this place, Bollywood Theater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you all, told me about the, this. Yeah. All the Joseph people are like really into it, and yeah, they basically do like they have this thing on the menu called a chicken kati roll. Or I guess <laughs> yeah. it's just a kati roll, and you can get like whatever meat you want. Yeah. And it's basically like an Indian chicken burrito, and it's fucking awesome. So it's great. good. You can go to uh, Casa Diablo and yeah. <laughs> and and get yeah. your, get yourself some vegan food that's actually very good. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's a vegan strip club. <laughs> that is crazy. It, it is, sounds insane. I mean, it's nuts. It's like <laughs> um, our our mutual friend Jeff Liffman was telling me about a place in Portland that does stripperoki on. Sundays. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I forget what it's. I forget what it's called. I, I, um, isn't it Devil's Point? It's Devil's Point, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who's been to so many strip clubs in Portland, like, you know, is not, that because of Portugal the man? It's not only because of Portugal. I'm, I'm, I'm just like I, I'm a, I'm a guy who goes to strip clubs in other cities. <laughs> if the strip clubs seem sketchy, I don't tend to go there. Like, you know, if it, if it seems like it's doing something like nefarious <laughs> yeah like because I, I i've definitely walked up to some places i'm like this doesn't look right it doesn't seem like they treat people okay i should not you know give my money to these people in portland it's a little easier because like most of the strip clubs are owned by the strippers themselves and and you know like i, I i'd i'd rather that because like i don't i don't want to be giving my money to some some sleazy mob boss you know no that's no. not good yeah it's not good at all yeah anyway. what are your what about seattle what are your go-tos in seattle <laughs> the seattle dog right outside of uh what you call it numos showbox uh, no, oh, no no okay the, yeah, the yeah. one from, from numos that was like the first time i i was like you know what because they were just like you want a seattle dog i was like i don't know <laughs> it was like what's on it they're like grilled onions cream cheese and barbecue sauce and bacon and some jalapenos and i was just like ah that sounds disgusting dude he's like so good he was like don't knock it till you try it i was like all right you know what this is delicious this is maybe one of the best things i ever had in my life <laughs> it's so good man yeah. i always get the one i feel like just because i end up playing there more often the, yeah. the showbox market one right yeah, across yeah. the street from public market yeah um, there's a guy out, out front there that every time I load out, I get a, a Seattle dog from him and it's oh. so good. I, I was in Seattle working on, uh, I used to play in this band fences and with Mr. Ben Greenspan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, we were working on the lesser oceans record. Chris Berry. If, do you know Chris Berry at all? Yeah. Chris was, did an episode of the podcast. Oh, with me. sick. Yeah. Uh, Chris Berry. I, I don't know why you're You're just hearing these bells. Cause I'm just, yeah, I was like, what are those bells <laughs> happening right now? Um, actually, no, Chris Berry wasn't in town. It was, uh, Jim Orso. Who's like Chris Berry. One of Chris Berry's best friends. He's one of my really good friends. He was in town playing with Holy ghost. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see my friends, you know, went to go hang out with them. And I introduced them all to a Seattle dog because they were playing at Numos. And I was like, yo, this is the best thing ever. And then we're like eating Seattle dogs. Some people are, you know, doing some stuff. Some other people doing some other stuff. We end up, we end up, <laughs> we end up, we end up at a radio station. Some radio station that normally at night, they're just, they're just like playing like a playlist. Mm-hmm. And then we go there because we happen to know somebody who's who works there because he, he comes to the show. And then he gets us into the radio station, and then we just DJ for the night. 
I don't know. Like, you know, like it, and all of us were like off our gourd eating Seattle dogs, <laughs> like, and like getting fucked up. <laughs> you know, this is also young. This is also young Aaron who was like, like, I had just discovered alcohol and I was like, I'm on tour. And I'm, I'm playing with these bands. I know people in other cities. What is right, going? You know, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, or like my friends are in town. I can show them a good time. <laughs> even even when I was like, even in 2011, I don't know. if A lot of people don't know this about me, but I, but I I was a. I mean, like I, I was like a, a good boy for a long time. Yeah. very good boy. Like my parents are pa- <laughs> my parents are pastors and. You know, whole thing, uh, and I've I I you know at a certain point I I like started to run away from that, right? You know, just because I was just trying to figure out, but I I never went like super far in like any horrible direction. I was just like getting, getting fucked up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, l- luckily it's out of balance now. I think I think uh, 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 you know, like you know, I'm not, I'm not like just getting wrecked every day. But well, I feel like there's always that, like that time period for most people, at least in touring, where you have that revelation, like you just said, like, oh, I know people in every city. Yeah, I can go to bars with them. I, I'm gonna drink for free at the show. Oh yeah, and it's just like it's, and you know, your body is not in your 30s yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, you can. I mean, well, the, well, the thing is that actually, this is a is a different kind of thing but i was like even even when i started drinking i didn't drink on tour a lot because i was i was really worried about um ending up being like a a mess and just like not doing a good job like i i also had like this rule for a long time about not not drinking before i played that yeah. was like a very hard and fast rule that got broken hard when I joined Portugal. Yeah. Super hard. But uh the thing uh, luckily in that band there there's kind of like um they're really good about like if somebody seems like they're in trouble what you mm-hmm. got they're just like okay, we're done. Like, you know. Yeah. But but um but if you're not in trouble <laughs> it's like uh, like yo, let's go crazy. <laughs> you know. I mean, also, like, you know, there was, like, a thing in that band, like, they are just like, can you just make it shittier? Can you just, like, play shittier? Yeah. You know? Which is, is uh, like, you know, they, they wanted just shit to feel more punk rock. So, and and not to say that alcohol is punk rock, but what you got, from where I'm coming from musically, it helps a little bit to be sloppier, totally. you know? Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite places to drink? Like, what cities are you are you always looking forward to going out in? Montreal. Sick. Um. Oh man! Why, why Montreal? Well, uh, I just I just have a bunch of friends there that are, okay, cool. are great. Um, and then Montreal. Uh, um, I mean New York. It's home, but no place is like drinking in New York. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, like, what you got? Dutch Kills, man. Have you been to Dutch Kills? No, where's that? Oh man, it's in Queens, and it is the best cocktail bar in the fucking planet. It is insane. Wow. Yeah. No, like, I, like I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. That place is incredible. I haven't spent much time in Queens in general. I've spent time there because I grew up in New York, but like, right. but it's not some place that I go ever. I only go to Queens 
at this point in my life to go to Dutch Kills. And now now they have a new, uh, that same people who own that place opened up another place in Williamsburg, but I've never been there. But I'm sure that it's incredible because the, the drinks at Dutch Kills are crazy. It's so good. Like, I, like it, it, they, ha- they have, like, you know, crazy tiki drinks, but then, like, they're... They're cocktails that are just like classic cocktails. Like my favorite cocktail is a Sazerac. Mm-hmm. They make one of the best Sazeracs I've ever had in my entire life. It's it's nice. crazy, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, if I, I mean, ever get to go to New York again in my life, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. After the apocalypse, <laughs> if there is an after the apocalypse. What about when you get back to Nashville? Where where are you eating and drinking when you get home? Oh, uh, my favorite bar is this place called Wilburn, Wilburn Street Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a fancy bar by any stretch, but they have really their their bartenders make good cocktails. But I just drink. I just drink. I okay. Some you you probably you know this about me. Uh, I like bars that nobody cares about, right? But still have like a cool vibe. And the mm-hmm. bartenders aren't terrible people. Yeah. I mean, I... I gotta, yeah, go ahead. It's like finding that that middle ground yeah. bar where it's not going to be slammed and you can... Like, uh, I don't know, you just want it to be like an old man bar. Yeah, exactly. And and um, one, one of the things that... When, when people recommend bars to me, they always recommend, like, the hip bar... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should go there, and I'll go there, and there's mad people, and I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, know? I like to go to a bar, and like go there with my friends and take it over. Right. That's like, that's like my favorite thing. Like three people, we become really tight with the bartender, and then what you got? We're friends from that day forward, and wherever I go in the world, if that bartender is anywhere, they can they know that they can hit me up. Yeah. You know, and we can have a good time somewhere, and like that, like that's. Like, like, hey, man, I heard you live in Nashville now. Like, <laughs> you want to hang out? Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, let's go grab a drink. Like, or like, let's go get some food. Like, I'm su- I'm super good for that. That's like my, yeah. that's my favorite thing in the world. I mean, I- I'm pretty sure that's sort of how we became friends, too. Like, not, yeah, not on a bartender end, but like, you know, I knew, I knew Tom. <laughs> no, neither of us were bartending. Neither, neither of us were bartender, <laughs> but like, I knew like one person in your band, sort of, because of Josh Ocean, right. you right. know? The thing that really solidified is when we were in Kansas City, I think. What's yeah, I mean, what's not to love about a night in Kansas City? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> so good. I don't I, like uh, just so everybody knows, like for some reason you guys decided to give me a ride to my next tour destination when everybody yeah. <laughs> like like we made a decision drunkenly at one night just be like, "Oh, well, we'll just drive you. It's on our way." Even and and the rest of the band was just like, yeah, we'll just go. We're, we're gonna go. We'll, the we'll, the we'll. rest of your band left the bar that night and started driving to Iowa. Yeah, and we had just finished a tour and we were going back to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Kansas City, and we were like, yeah, it's on the way. We'll just take you. We all stayed at Jake Cardwell's house. Yeah, owner yeah. Of CNC, CNC drums. Yeah. yeah. And we stayed at his house and woke up the next morning and was like, oh, shit, we have to drive Aaron to Iowa to <laughs> yeah. get him there for sound check. <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily, luckily, it was totally fine. Um, and you almost left your suitcase in our van. Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> I love that my suitcase wasn't in, my, in, our, in our van. 
That's a good point. Actually, I don't know I why that that. Oh God, what's wrong with me? God, you're a train wreck. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better now, though. Like yeah, you know, like I I like um uh, thank thank God I am with the partner I'm with because she's a, she's very awesome. She's super awesome, but she uh, she I I don't know what the word she she I guess she chilled me out. I got one last question for you okay. with Jenny in mind. Yeah, go ahead. Is there anything that you guys have made at home during oh. quarantine lockdown that like that was really stands out? Um, not specifically during quarantine. I mean, la- last night Jenny made some um, some pan fried dumplings. She's always making dumplings. Yeah, I know. I love it. So good. Anyway, uh, but one this this is not a this is not a specific to quarantine thing, but it's one of my favorite things that we've come up with. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of lentils and rice, like okay. like um, a mixed in yellow rice, lentils all made together with a lot of goya, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know like olives and uh, olive juice and just like it's just like a really savory rice dish, right? Do you cook the rice in the olive juice? Uh, olive juice, and, and we we make it in some water. Okay, but you pour olive juice in the water as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toss olives in there. Um, you do uh, like a good amount of adobo, a good en- amount of sasong, and what you got? You know, just let it simmer in there. You know, we had a lot of it because I would make it all the time, and then Jenny mm-hmm. started making fried rice with that. Oh, and it was a uh, fucked up. <laughs> It was so good. It's so no good. No meat. Uh, uh, often we would put uh, chicken in there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we would chop up like some chicken breast into like really fine cubes, and uh, usually it was uh, it was stuff that we had cooked. It's, it's like a it's like a leftover meal. Yeah. But it's it's something that happens really. It it was happening a lot more previously, but um, but now. Um, we, yeah, but we ran out of. Uh, she just <laughs> reminded me we ran out of seasonings <laughs> because it's hard to get goya in in in, in uh, Nashville. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's hard to get like a lot of things. Nashville, I mean, you know, like uh, what's the word is a uh, uh, very uh, white. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know, that's not a bad thing, but it is. And for two very not white people <laughs> who make very not white food most of the time. It's hard to get some stuff. <laughs> I've never even thought about that, dude. It's crazy. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, like even even like the we 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 got some Vietnamese the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and I got a banh mi, and that banh mi was not right because I, I don't think I've ever eaten banh mi in Nashville. It doesn't sound right. No, 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 man. <laughs> I was I was like, why did I even try to do this? Man, I think I'm going to get some Vietnamese tonight in Palm Springs. Oh. It's actually, it sounds like kind of a weird place to get it, but there's a place here no, called no, Roos- no. Rooster in the Pig that looks really awesome. Okay, yeah. So I might try that out tonight. Palm Springs. Yeah, we've just been hanging, Dale and I. Dude. We need to get the fuck out. Dude, I feel you. All right, well, I think that's all I got for you. Oh, no, really? All right, sick. We can do some more. <laughs> Thank you to Aaron for doing this with me. 
Um, we actually got pretty deep into racism after this conversation, and I have the whole thing recorded, so I might be putting that out um, at another time as just sort of like a bonus episode, because Aaron had some great things to say, and now's the time to talk about it. If you want to keep up with Aaron, you can find him on Instagram at AaronSteel underscore damn. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at food.ontour. You can always email us at foodontourguys at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or food recommendations you want to share. And as always, these restaurants will be listed on our website at foodontourpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.